Excuse me for being excited, people, but we've just witnessed a goal that will wake up a catatonic. Hey there, I'm Paul Leffler, and welcome to the Scripps National Spelling Bee Podcast. If you turn on ESPN next week, and I suggest that you do, you'll find me doing color commentary for outstanding young competitors performing at the top of their game. But it won't sound like this. What a pass! It'll sound more like this. L-I-N-G-U-I-S-T-I-C-S. Linguistics. For one week each spring, the sports world throws a burly arm around the Scripps National Spelling Bee and marvels at the mental muscle, the finely tuned technique, and the grace under pressure. Today, we're returning the favor and recognizing one of my much more accomplished brethren from the announcer's booth for his artistic mastery of the English language. Ray Hudson began his life and his soccer career in Northern England. After decades playing and coaching in the United States, Ray Hudson found a second career, an occult following doing commentary on television. Now, if you've ever heard Ray Hudson call a game or describe the greatness of Argentina and Barcelona striker Lionel Messi, you don't have to ask why he's so beloved. But if you haven't, here's a little taste of Hudson's stew. He literally disperses his atoms inside of his body on one side of this defender and then collects them on the other. Magisterial, Lionel! Magnifico! With a vocabulary like that, we had to know more about Ray Hudson's history with language, so we sent our producer Dan Bloom to talk to him. I'm Ray Hudson. I work for Being Sports in Miami, Florida, and I commentate on league games from Spain, Italy, and France. How do you describe genius? Why even bother? When you've got Ibrahimovic to show you. Now, astute listeners will be able to tell that you perhaps were not born on the American shores. Where were you born, Ray, and where did you grow up? Uh, I was born in Newcastle, England. Actually, to be more definitive, Hexham, England, in 1955. I've just turned 60, and I uh, Happy grew birthday. Up Thank you. I grew up in the United States, really, in my adult life. I came here when I was 22, so I've spent more time here uh, than I have in England, a lot more, nearly three times as much, and yet I still haven't got the American twang. (laughs) Well, being as though you've been living and working in this country for the better part of 38 years now, how is language used differently here in the U.S. than in your native England? Not particularly as uh, verbose, I believe, the Americans, and not quite as definitive in their articulations to a large extent. What about how language differs in the north of England from the rest? Well, the northern North England is absolutely the, the home of uh, the English language. It's actually the cradle, but the, the, the southerners won't ever allow you to, to, to know that, of course. Uh, the Newcastle accent, of course, is the most acknowledged and the most appreciated and the most beautiful uh, of all 
all of the accents. And we put a lovely tilt and, and spin on the English uh, words as well. Having said that, and I'm only being, I'm being very facetious here, Newcastle is its own tribe. We're the forgotten people, the lost tribe. <laughs> the English don't consider us English, and the Scottish don't consider us Scottish. We're right in the middle. We're actually right on the wall of Hadrian, who built the wall. He stopped at Newcastle, and he said, that's it, we're not going any further. We'll stay here in Newcastle. So the Romans, who built Rome, knew a good town when they found one, and they built Newcastle, and uh, it's developed its own, uh, all of its own um, personality and character, but a very distinctive, very broad, a lot of people say very rough accent of the English language, but we love it, and it reflects our people, hardened people. Well, that's beautifully stated as usual, and reflective of that place in in the world, Northern England, Newcastle, the Tynan. How do you pronounce it? War Tynan? Where? Yeah, you see, in America, you look at W E A R, and it's where, but it's in the pronunciation of the the proper river's name, it's where. So, on Tyne and <laughs> Wea side, who, right. who initially imbued you with a love of language? My uh, father, growing up on his knee, uh, was an avid reader, read me Charles Dickens, uh, The Old Curiosity Shop, Oliver Twist. He would always pick up a Dickens book. Part of that attraction for my father that he passed on to me was Dickens' descriptives, which are legendary up there with any of the writers of the world the capture of atmosphere heart-wrenching moments especially poverty just resonated with me stuck with me made me cry his was a wonderful language um, in, in in literary form but my father was able to capture it. He was, wasn't a dramatist at all, don't get me wrong. He was just a factory toolmaker, so he didn't have any theatre in him at all. A very, uh, very solitary man, but he loved his Dickens and was able to colour it and pass it on to me. And my mother would be in the kitchen listening to a lot of it and she would shout from the back tell that one again Wolfie read that uh, sentence again huh. and and uh, <laughs> he was wonderful capture of the sentences and flowered them just flowered them and the next one who had a very very impressionable effect on me was my English teacher Miss Sally Herdman she was a wonderful teacher and she was a Shakespeare reader and taught us all sorts of wonderful passages, poems, sonnets, and uh, not just expressed them to us and wrote them on a blackboard, but she lived them. She brought it to life. Whereas any time that we had ever heard, read, watched Shakespeare on television, it was boring. It was old. Hmm. And remember that movie, Dan, that came out with um, Robin Williams and, and what was that? Dead Poets Society. Right. And Will- Williams was speaking like Sally. Boys, you must strive to find your own voice. Because the longer you wait to begin, the less likely you are to find it at all. Thoreau said most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Don't be resigned to that. Break out. Hmm. Williams, uh, he was the the male version of Sally Herdman. And she would express and elevate all of these rather cold words, these obscure lines, and not just explain them, but just expand on them. One of the passages, uh, The Quality of Mercy, and that was one of her favorite passages. 
the quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth like the gentle rain from heaven upon the earth beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives and him that takes. This is when we were 12 year old in acting still. I remember looking around at my friends who didn't give a damn it, but they wanted to be in the football field. They wanted to be playing with the yo-yos and the conkers and looking at the girls and stuff like that. But when Sally held court, she was a magnet and we were iron failings and we just were just drawn to her and we were all agog. She and Spay had some pupils to go on to, to be real great teachers themselves. So rest in peace, Sally. Wow, that is an incredible recollection. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm able to live the game still vicariously and live within football and be a conduit between what is being purveyed by these artisans on the football pitch and how I can not just relate to it, but flower it, decorate it with verbal eruptions and expressions. Casillas' men are playing poker with a witch. They're going to lose. Whether it be metaphorically or using similes. Brilliant jump from Cristiano. He rises like the salmon out of the fresh summer stream. Give the listeners and the viewers an amusing carriage where they can not just enjoy the match, but perhaps appreciate the outstanding dimension of these footballers in a way that I, I don't think they get enough credit. These are performing uh, artists um, that really deserve to be framed in a manner and elevated in a manner that does them justice. It's no good seeing Messi is a brilliant player. He's not. He lives in the magnetic spectrum of genius. He doesn't live where the X's and O's are. Genius! That's the only word you can't use! They should name the constellation in the heavens after Lionel Messi. Now, how are you going to express that? By saying he's a wonderful player? Right, and Shakespeare was a good writer. <laughs> that, it, doesn't, it doesn't tango for me. So that's where my hyperbole, call it what you want, comes out and it becomes this verbal pyrotechnic show mm-hmm. that can light it up. Again, it's the visionary genius of Lionel Messi and the precise weight of the pass that opens the white shirts up. Like a fresh fish. What a pass. Is there a word whose spelling vexed you for years? Yes, and it still does. Okay. And I can never get it right. <laughs> weird. 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 I can never spell that word. <laughs> I can never figure out how you spell it, if it's W-E-I-R-D-E-D or any other variation. It doesn't matter. You can take the word weird, <laughs> misspell it, and, and nobody's going to bother you about it. <laughs> That's that's a good one. I like that yeah. one. What is the most important word or phrase in the history of your career? Uh, well, it has to be magisterial. Uh, <laughs> again, the, the, it's a corruption of a word that's taken on a, a different expression. Um, I had a wonderful experience um, uh, about a year, year and a half ago, Dan, walking through a park and a, a kid uh, scored a goal and it wasn't him that's 
that that said it, but as they were running back, jumping up and down, celebrating, one of the kids said, Magisterial! <laughs> that was it. Well, oh, man, didn't get much better than that that Sunday morning. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Nothing less than Magisterial! To the 10th degree! You're the best, Ray. Thank you so much for what you're doing. You're one of the greatest wordsmiths that we have in the beautiful game of soccer, and I just hope you keep going for decades to come. Uh, You're too kind. Thank you, Dan. Ray Hudson is lead commentator for BN Sports and a frequent host of the football show on Sirius XM. He tweets at twitter.com slash Ray Hudson. Hey, uh, how's your dad? That's great. Yes. 96, 96 now still and uh, sharp as a carpet tack as well. It's, I, uh, that's fabulous. I'm so yeah, glad to hear sure. that. I've right. never met him, but if you think of it, please wish him well for me. I will. I will. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening. And remember, this is a special series, so catch up on all the episodes and tell us what you think. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Spelling Bee Pod, and you can email us anytime at Podcast at scripts.com. For the Scripps National Spelling Bee Podcast, I'm Paul Leffler. And I tell you what, when you see a goal created like that for me, it's like two beautiful birds singing in my ribcage.